How can the Terps pull off the upset against Michigan? You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, do potential hires can feel like high-stakes wagers for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. If the Terps want any chance of beating Michigan, they have to do these couple of things that I'm going to say to beat the top five team in the country, one of the best teams in the country. I think they have an argument to be the number one team in the country. I think you have to put Georgia there until Georgia gets taken down by someone. But Michigan definitely has a case to be the number one team in the country. They have everything if you go throughout the roster. It's NFL players everywhere. It's all Big Ten type of players everywhere. It's all American players everywhere. It's guys with high ceilings. It's smart players. And they definitely, to me, are at least a top three team in the country. Of course, that'll all get sorted out for the Michigan Wolverines. But we know that. They're obviously, they're the more talented team. They're honestly the better team. They have better stuff on paper. But let me remind you, the game is not played on paper. And crazier things have happened. So how can the Terps pull off the upset against the Michigan Wolverines? For me, everything starts with the turnover battle. I think that's what Coach Loxley is going to emphasize this week is not turning over the ball. And Maryland's losing streak every game except for the Illinois game where the turnover battle was even. They have lost the turnover battle. Think about that. During our losing streak, every single game, we lost the turnover battle. Against Penn State, we turn over the ball four times. Against Northwestern, we turn over the ball two times. Against Ohio State, we turn over the ball a ton. Games are won and lost in football based on the turnover battle. You can usually look at who wins a turnover battle in the NFL, in college, in high school, and more times than not, the team that wins a turnover battle will win the games. And the games that we were winning, it's no coincidence. We were winning the turnover battles against Indiana when we crushed Indiana and had one of our best games of the season. Zero turnovers for the Terps. Versus Michigan State, we were plus four in the turnover battle. Versus UVA, zero turnovers. It's okay sometimes to just sacrifice it down and throw the ball away or and just get off the field, and you might have to punt the ball sometimes. But you cannot turn over the ball against this Michigan team. You cannot give them short fields. You cannot give them another advantage because they already have so much of an advantage in terms of talent, in terms of even a lot of schemes when I watch the two teams play, in terms of pretty much everywhere you look on in every position almost, most people in the country honestly would probably take Michigan's player. 
And that's not to say that Maryland doesn't have a ton of good players and Maryland doesn't have players that can disrupt this game and turn this game around and make this into a fight that maybe Michigan doesn't expect. No, I think Maryland can do that. But if an upset, it usually always starts with turnovers. And then we're probably going to have to create a couple of turnovers, whether it's a Dante Trader or Tarheeb Still pick that we saw last week when Tarheeb Still and Dante each had a pair of picks, or if it's a bow braid knockout punch on a fumble, which we've seen before. Something's going to have to happen, I think, for Maryland to have to win this game. We might have we're going to have to force a turnover, I think, to be able to win this game. Not only not turn over the ball, Talia can't throw a pick. Ty Felton can't fumble. That can't happen, or I just don't see a way we can win the game. I think that the margin of error is really that small against this Michigan Wolverine team. I think they're just too good, too talented, too well coached for us to turn over the ball to do to do and make mistakes for us to have a chance at winning this game. I think the number one thing when I think about what Michigan does well and how Michigan gets going and how they win games is their run game. Their run game can absolutely kill us. Penn State, if you watch the Penn State-Michigan game, Penn State-Michigan game was a perfect example of this. And Penn State has some really good players along their defensive line. And Michigan ran for 227 yards against Penn State. 227 yards against Penn State. Remember when we played Penn State? We couldn't run the ball at all. So that shows that Michigan's run game is scary. It's for real. I mean, we could have told you that coming into this season season with their two really good running backs and Corm and Edwards, but it's clear that from last game against the Penn State game and what they did to uh, what Michigan did to Penn State on the ground with some of their players they have along the defensive line, we get a clear picture. Everything runs through that run game. Corum and Edwards can single-handedly beat us. Those are the two Michigan running backs if you're not familiar with them. Corum is probably going to be um is probably going to be the number one running back off the board in this NFL draft, I think. I think he's the best running back in the country probably and he's done a lot to back that up. And we'll talk more about the running backs a little bit later, but Edwards is also one of the best backs in the country. They have the best running back duo in all the Big 10 in the entire country for my money. And so when I look at Maryland, we have stopped, we've done a good job at stopping the run at times. We have. But when I look at them play against this Michigan type of team, it's going to be really hard to be able to stop the run. But if Maryland wants a chance to win this game, you have to limit the run game. I'm not saying that Michigan's never going to have a good run because that's not realistic to say. But you have to force them into some second and longs and third and longs. They can't be able to run the ball every single on first, every single time on first down and get six yards and get five yards and always be second and five or always be second and three because they're getting seven yards per carry. That can't happen. You're going to have to force it to get to second and eights and third and eights, third and ninths. You have to force J.J. McCarthy to make plays with his arm. And that is going into my next point. We're going from stopping the run that goes right into and it's a smooth transition. If you stop the run, 
at least somewhat try and stop the run, forced J.J. McCarthy to make plays with his arm. He only threw the ball eight times against Penn State. Eight times. And Michigan was able to cover the spread. They were able to pretty handedly beat Penn State if you watch the game. With J.J. McCarthy, their starting quarterback, only throwing the ball eight times. Can you imagine if we were able to win a game where Talia only had to throw the ball eight times? It speaks to Michigan's talent. It speaks to their run game. It speaks to their defense. If they only had to throw the ball eight times to beat someone, then that just, you know that to beat a team as talented as Penn State, then you know and how talented that team is. Um, overall with their defense and their running game and their offensive line and their schemes and how well they're coached if they only have to throw the ball eight times and their game plan is that good. But that's my point. We have to force J.J. McCarthy to make plays with his arm and that piggybacks on limiting the run game. Get extra guys in the box on early downs to try, to just try to get, to try and get to third and longs and to make J.J. McCarthy throw the ball. And it's not like J.J. McCarthy can't throw the ball. That's the thing when you're playing a team this talented. To pull off the upset, there's a little bit of luck involved. You got to pick your poison in this type of game. And I'm picking the poison of run of them throwing the ball. We don't want to see them run the ball. And so that's the thing that I was saying is that J.J. McCarthy can still Throw the ball all over the place. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's a Heisman contender. But I think the best way to go about this game is forcing J.J. McCarthy to use that right arm because if they're running the ball well and then they're able to pass the ball off of that, I can't see us winning that game. But if we're able to stop the run on on defense, then and J.J. McCarthy has to make throw after throw, which he can do, then I like our chances a lot more than when they're able to run the ball and none and J.J. McCarthy no pressure on him and they're able to run some play action stuff and they're, and they're able to get the ball out quick on second down because or on third down because it's only third and three and they're able to just throw a quick screen or a quick hitch and they don't have to worry about the pressure getting there. That's my biggest thing is make J.J. McCarthy beat us. That's the only way I think they're going to win, and they still very well could beat us by doing that. But you got to pick your poison against a team like that. My last point that I think Maryland needs to do a much better job of is the penalties have to be limited. We can't have a penalty to get us to third and 15 instead of third and eight. You can't have a penalty to make it first and 15 or first and 20 on first down or anything. Because if we watch the game against Nebraska, a big reason why we couldn't put up points and we had to punt the ball so much was the 10 penalties for 92 yards. The Maryland Terrapins have been so undisciplined at certain times this year. And if we want to beat a team like Michigan in our seniors last game and our last chance at home this season, and Talia's last game, and make it maybe a legacy game for Talia, we can't be undisciplined. We can't have offsides on defense, on off. It doesn't matter. Defense side of the ball, offense side of the ball, we got to be disciplined on both sides of the ball, on special teams especially. You can't give 
Michigan any extra momentum or any extra yardage that they don't trust me. We don't, they don't need any extra help. We might need some extra help. They don't need any extra help. So that is really important is the penalty yardage. And if we do those things, I'm not saying that we'll beat Michigan. I'm not saying that we're likely to beat Michigan, even if those things happen, but I think we'll be, I think we'll have a much better chance at winning the game if we do those type of things. I think it gives us gives us somewhat of a fighting chance to take down the Wolverines. Let's get into some more key matchups going into this game and the deciding factors going into this game. I'll tell you about that after this ad from LinkedIn. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now time for your game changer of the week brought to you by the Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Taliatunga Viola, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. You don't have to worry about hangovers. I've talked to many people in the lockdown community, and they say they taste great. They're the fastest-growing non-alcoholic brewery in the U.S., so get on board. You can find Athletic Brewing Co.'s non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's locked on at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer. Exclusion and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Let's get into some of the big matchups of the game of Maryland versus Michigan. Some of the deciding matchups that will decide the game. And you have to start off with Talia versus J.J. McCarthy. For a lot of people... These are the two best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Maybe some people would throw Drew Aller in there, but he struggled a lot at times this season or some other players that you could potentially throw in there. But a lot of people would choose Talia and J.J. McCarthy as their two players for maybe first-team All-Big Ten, second-team All-Big Ten type of players in the Big Ten and two of the best quarterbacks in the country and this is going to be a huge position battle. Who can win this? Who can outplay the other? Who can outdo the other quarterback? Because we know J.J. McCarthy is super talented, 2,194 yards on the year, 18 touchdowns to only three interceptions. Three interceptions to 18 touchdowns. That's pretty amazing for J.J. McCarthy to do. And that's why this Michigan team is so scary because they do everything so well that there's not that much pressure on J.J. McCarthy to make a ton of plays. He's really good players and makes plays, but they don't put a ton of pressure on him to make play after play. And so that's how you get that three interception number. And Talia, honestly, if we want any chance of winning this game, Talia is going to have to outplay J.J. McCarthy. That's just the way it is. 
he's going to have to play better than him. He's going to have to put up probably more yards. He's probably going to have to put up more touchdowns. And he's going to have to turn over the ball less than J.J. McCarthy. He's probably he's going to have to turn over the ball zero times because J.J. McCarthy is unlikely to turn over the ball. It'd be awesome to see one of our guys get a pick off J.J. McCarthy, but he hasn't shown that he's going to turn over the ball. But who can make some bigger throws? Who can keep their offense going, keep the offense rolling? Obviously, a lot of people would say J.J. McCarthy because of just how good Michigan is. But Talia has a chance to do some special things. But, you know, that Michigan defense has some really good players themselves. So Talia versus J.J. McCarthy is definitely the number one matchup that everyone should be looking for for going into this game. Let's talk about the running backs. We talked about it a little bit, but let's talk about the Maryland running backs versus the Michigan running backs. Corman Edwards for Michigan, two of the best running backs in the country. Corm is putting up ridiculous numbers per usual this year. 794 yards, 5.2 average with 18 touchdowns. 5.2 yards per carry with 18 touchdowns, while Maryland's Leading rusher, Roman Hamby, has 515 yards with a 4.7 average. It's going to be really hard to slow down that duo. I said it in our keys to beat the Michigan team and how we're going to be able to beat them is to slowing down the run game. But if we're being realistic and what I actually think is going to actually happen in the game versus what I hope to happen and how the Terps can win the game, Corm is probably going to have some big plays, and so is Edwards. They're probably going to rush for probably over 200 yards. And that's just me being 100% honest. Their combined rushing yardage with J.J. McCarthy in the run game, too. They'll probably rush for over – probably get to that 200-yard yard. I can't see the Maryland – it's going to be really hard for the Maryland defensive line to stop them. But who knows? Maybe we can, but we know they can break the game open, and they're the best running back duo to meet in the country, but can the Maryland running back, Maryland running backs play better than they've had in the last, in our losing streak? They got, Hemby did get on track against Nebraska in the second half. He started playing really well, but we're going to need to take some pressure off Talia. I don't know if that's going to be able to happen because as we've seen, Maryland hasn't been able to rush the ball against the better teams in the Big Ten. Actually, except for the Ohio State game, Maryland did rush the ball. Excuse me, Maryland did rush the ball pretty well in the Ohio State game. But if we looked at the Penn State game, it was one of the worst Maryland rushing performances ever and one of the worst college football rushing performances ever with, like, negative 40 yardage. And, like, Billy Edwards was our leading rusher with, like, three yards. So can the Maryland backs prove that they can get the run game going against a very good Michigan defensive line? I don't know. I don't think – I doubt it. I if I had to guess, I would say the pressure is on going to be on Toledo to throw the ball over and over again because that's just how it's been. But hopefully maybe the Maryland running backs can create a couple big plays because we know Roman Hemby is, has a, a, the ability to do that, even though he's had an up-and-down year at times. He's still putting up a solid year. 4.7 yards per carry isn't bad at all. Let's talk about the wide receiver room battle. Maryland might actually have the advantage here. Michigan has a really good player at the – at receiver and Roman Wilson. He's their best wide receiver, 589 yards, 10 touchdowns, 36 receptions, deep threat, can absolutely run towards the defense over the top. Roman Wilson, really good player. And then they also have Cornelius Johnson, their second wide receiver, really solid player too, 446 yards. And then the thing that scares me the most is the tight ends. 
I feel like Maryland, if you remember the Penn State game, we did really bad job at stopping the Penn State two tight ends. And Mar- and that's exactly what Michigan has. Michigan has a lot of similarities to Penn State. Mich- or Michigan has two really good tight ends in Colston Loveland and A.J. Barner that can block, can receive. They do everything really well. They're two guys that are really good tight end players that are huge in their passing game. So it's going to be huge for the Maryland linebackers to try and limit these guys. I don't know. They're really good players in Maryland. Didn't show that they are great at matching up against the tight ends against Penn State, but maybe they can do a better job against these two guys at Michigan. But they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel, two tight end sets, and try and run the ball with these two tight ends in there and Maryland doesn't do an awesome job at stopping that type of thing that's not what we love to do as a defense but in this type of game in this type of environment with all that's on the line you hope that Maryland can just find a way to limit them but obviously we know we have our three-headed monster and we're also going to need Corey Deitches to make some plays from the tight end spot offensive line there's no question about it Michigan has the advantage it's really not even close um, Maryland's offense line has struggled greatly at times this year, um, and it's been okay sometimes this year. And so against this Michigan pass rush, who they have some really good players, let's go ahead and talk about their Michigan's defensive line. Chris Jenkins, jo- Josiah Stewart, Jalen Harrell, really good players up there along the defensive line, NFL type of players. Can Maryland's defense line create pressure? Can Donnell Brown create some pressure against the Michigan offensive line? Can Kellen Wyatt get some pressure? Will Jason Barham come off the edge sometimes? You wonder because you know if there's ever a third and eight or a third and nine, Maryland's going to have to find a way to get off the field at times if they want any chance of winning this game. And we're going to need Kellen Wyatt to maybe create a pressure or Tommy King Basote in the inside to create a pressure. We're going to need some of that. Let's talk about secondaries. Maryland's secondary, I definitely would say, is healthy again and is a strength. And we saw that last week um, when Tarheeb still had two interceptions and um, Dante Trader, two interceptions. But Michigan has one of the best corners in the country, one of the best young corners in the country, and Will Johnson, really good player, really good player. It's going to be a really good NFL player next year. He's only a sophomore, but he's already one of the best players in the country, and he's going to be matching up with – I think he plays more of the outside, so I guess he'll be more on Ty Felton and Caden Prather trying to limit them. So we'll see how they match up, but it's also going to be interesting to see how – Tarheep still and Tarheep still and Jaquan Shepard match up with Roman Wilson and Cornelius Johnson. Can we stop those guys? I think I think we can definitely stop those guys. I don't even know if it's going to be like Maryland will stop those guys in the passing game as much as Michigan doesn't even need to throw the ball. So it doesn't matter. They don't really have to get those guys involved because they're just running the ball and they're getting the tight ends involved. But I do think Maryland can match up with um, Cornelius Johnson. Uh, he doesn't scare me a ton. He's still a really good player. We'll see what happens. I think that's the one thing we can lay our hat on is Michigan's wide receiver room is good, but I don't think it's super deep with just like eight guys that can just go make a ton of plays and break the game open. So overall, that's some of the key position battles I think you should know headed into the Michigan-Maryland game. Let's talk about predictions, who wins, who covers the spread. We'll talk about that after this ad from prize picks 
Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. A few of the skills you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you get some numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first time deposit. Let's get into some predictions for the game. The spread is at 19 and a half for this game. What happens? Let's think about it. Maryland versus Michigan. Who wins? Let me know who you guys think in the comments, but I have to go with Michigan to win this game. I just can't get enough evidence or enough of a good feeling to come on here and say that Maryland's going to be Michigan. I like to be right with my predictions and I have to pick Michigan to win this game. I don't love how we match up with Michigan. I can see Talia being under pressure all game. I can see us not being able to run the ball. And I can see Michigan running the ball all over us. And J.J. McCarthy doesn't even have to make a ton of big plays to beat us. That's honestly how I can see it. And the evidence that points at that in the past years, that's kind of what it is. That's kind of what it's been. And so I can't see us beating this Michigan team, and there's not really any fault in that. This is probably the number two team in the country right now in terms of overall, in terms of talent. And we saw what they did against Penn State. And do you guys remember the Maryland versus Penn State game? We lost 51-15. to Michigan beat Penn State by multiple scores. So it's hard for me to sit up here and say that Maryland's going to take down Michigan. I really can't say that. And maybe there's a chance that it happens. There is a chance that it happens. Like I said before, crazier things have definitely happened. And I'll be at the game. So if Maryland does win the game, I bet the Maryland student section will rush the field. It'll be an awesome senior day. It'll be an awesome last day for Talia Tungvaiola. But I can't see the Maryland Terrapins winning this game. But I don't want to count us out. I still have hope that they have a chance at winning. Can you imagine what would happen and the chaos it would bring if Maryland beats this, if Maryland wins this game? It would be crazy. It would be an awesome experience to see Maryland winning this game against Michigan. But honestly, I'll be happy with a close game. I know, I know there is no wins in that. And it's like you either win or you lose. But at the end of the day, if it's a close game and Maryland competes and puts on a good game plan and they're coached well and we have and we come off and we come out with a lot of energy, I'll take that, honestly. Because it's hard for me to say that we'll beat this team. They're just so talented everywhere you look. I'm even gonna take Michigan to cover the spread at 19 and a half. I think they win by over 20 points, just based off what they do and how they play, I think they will win over 20 points. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Maryland covers the spread. Um, I think the spread is at a pretty solid number. I thought it would be a little bit higher, but 19.5 is a lot of points, especially at home for the Maryland Terrapins. But we know this is one of the best teams in the country, so I did expect it to be just a little bit a tad higher, maybe at 20, 21 points. But 
I won't be surprised if Maryland covers the spread, but I am picking Michigan to cover the spread. Final score prediction, I will go with 37 to 17. 37 to 17, Michigan wins by 20 points. Um, I think that's what's going to be. I think it's going to be hard for Maryland to score at times, especially if we don't aren't balanced at all. But that's my prediction. Make sure you let me know your prediction down in the comments. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Please like and subscribe. Tomorrow we'll be talking about the huge Maryland basketball game against Villanova that I said is a must win, and we'll be previewing that and how the Terps can win that game. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.